What is up, everybody? On this early, what is it, a Tuesday? Tuesday morning. I wanted to share some thoughts. I'm sitting in my car recording before I go into work. This is my new go-to. But I wanted to share some thoughts I had on the beautiful mess that is self-growth. Because lately, I have been going through quite a bit of it. And it kind of freaking sucks. There was a, an analogy that was made. Um, that I saw on social media recently that's talking about self-growth being hard. It's introspective and it's painful because you're looking at yourself and you're looking at the different flaws you have, the different ways that you need to improve and the different traits you have that may be toxic or may affect others in negative ways. And it can be painful to look at those personal failures. And so it's talking about the way a, a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. And it's not just it wraps up in a blanket and hangs tight for a little bit. Like this whole thing like turns to mush and completely reorganizes all of its anatomy. And I can't imagine that's a pleasant process for the caterpillar. But in the same way, it comes out at the end of it through all the suffering and through all of the assumed pain into this new beautiful creature that can, I mean, not only fly, but like reach new levels of you know experience there's a whole different world once this butterfly comes out of the cocoon and i think the same thing is true for people i think once we go down this route of having to grow mentally physically and just in some cases spiritually if you're into that then you come out of it a whole different creature and the entire world looks at you different because you interact with it differently you're aware of the way your actions and your words influence those around you. And I mean, you've really you've got two choices in life. You either go through it insulated where everything's about you and you're the protagonist of your own TV show, which in some ways is a good thing. You need to be an advocate for yourself for sure. But you also need to recognize the way being an advocate for yourself can affect those around you as well. And I would never tell you to change for someone else, but... If that change is something that makes you better overall, it might not be a bad motivation because certain kinds of people can inspire you to be better. You know, and we talk about a lot of my friends and I, as we get into our 30s, our, uh, our single or divorce or entering the dating field and are realizing what a massive issue communication is. And I don't know if it's a societal thing where we're just not really taught to communicate on that level or where communication's not as upheld in the light that it should be or what it is. But like all of the problems I see in relationships, my own included, come down to communication in, in the majority of instances. And I think that there is a lot to unpack there and a lot more that I'm even qualified to talk about. A lot more that I'm not qualified to talk about, I should say. But I'm just sharing my thoughts anyway. So here it is. I think that communication is often synonymous with vulnerability, especially if you're communicating how you feel about something or what you expect. So I think communicating expectations during relationships is something that is not done well at all because you don't want to be the one that's vulnerable. So you enter this, this game of like cat and mouse with your emotions and your vulnerability where you offer up a little bit to see if they're going to nibble and give you a little bit back. And I honestly don't really know what 
a good alternative is. I mean, I put myself out there and I can be pretty vulnerable at most times, but it hurts when, when the rejection comes or you put yourself out there and someone else isn't willing to reciprocate and you feel like you're just kind of hanging, you know? And I think that it's, it's, it's tough leaving that kind of open-ended vulnerability out there because you might not get the kind of closure you're looking for. And that's an interesting topic too, is closure when it comes to relationships or interactions in general. I think that a lot of people, when relationships end, seek a certain kind of closure. And I don't know if that closure, for me the closure comes from, well, did I do everything I could have to have this succeed? And if I didn't, then I feel like there's not closure. I feel like, excuse me, <laughs> oh, ooh, I burped a little bit. That was gross, great podcasting right there. Um, for me, if I if I can, walk away from a relationship and say I did everything I could to make it work, then usually that's the closure I need. I can self-close in a way. You know, suture the own, my own wound, so to speak. But I don't think we get that nice, tidy wrap-up nearly as often. And I think that not having closure from past relationships can affect us going into future ones. And, and that closure usually isn't something you get from like an outside source. It's oftentimes something that you have to find for yourself. And I think I went down a couple different rabbit trails here from the original topic I started on, but let's just bring it back to some of the self-growth. Um, I was talking with my psychiatrist um, yesterday. I'm on a new medication, so getting the right dose for me is something we have to experiment with a little bit. So she's checking in on my medication dose to see if it's getting the... If, the intended effects and making sure it didn't give me the unintended effects. And with this medication, the unintended side effects are stuff like suicidal ideations. Um, a lot of people gain weight on this medication, Abilify, because you get super munchy crazy after you eat it, after you eat it, after you take it. And um, there's definitely been an adjustment for that with me, not eating right before bed and having weird dreams and stuff like that. My dreams are a, a shit show all by themselves. I don't need the extra help. But, um, but I was talking with her and she was like, yeah, so you've been feeling depressed or anything lately. And I've been feeling down and depressed since my first therapy session with a, uh, with a cognitive behavioral therapist. And I don't think that first session was necessarily cognitive behavioral therapy because we didn't really, it was more of an intro session. I offered a lot though. I, I brought up a lot of my background with the paramedic job and the head injuries from my motorcycle accident and who knows what else is being a kid in Florida. Um, and then the possibility of the bipolar being hereditary from my dad's side of the family. Just, she, she earned her money that day for sure. But, um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. But so I, I'd been feeling kind of depressed since then because I dug up some stuff that was very uncomfortable and difficult for me to talk about. And there was stuff I had buried there that kind of came out that I hadn't really considered for a while. And it sucked. It kind of put me in a, in a bad mood. I'm coming off of, it just seems like, it seems like when it rains, it pours with me. Because like two weeks ago was the one year anniversary of a very close friend of mine killing himself in a very, very tragic manner. And then... After that week, I went up to visit a friend who was getting married, and I had a massive panic attack the first day I was there. So I was drinking, thinking, oh, okay, I can be normal at this time. I've been feeling good, doing all this work. Had a massive anxiety attack, and not a straight-up panic attack. It wasn't even anxiety. It was straight-up panic. I was freaking out. Um, 
Fortunately, I had some very good friends from across the nation and the world who helped me through it. I was going, I just hopped into a Zoom chat with uh, peer support people, and they were fantastic. They reached out to me. They they helped me get through it. But I realized I had to go through that painful stuff to to get some control of it back. That way, it doesn't just pop up and control me. I have to look at this stuff. I have to to deal with it. I have to think about the bad calls. I have to think about the fact that what I thought was normal for me my entire life is completely out of normal. And speaking of that, I was talking with her, with my uh, with the therapist, and I thought that, I told her I thought I had been, I'd been manic for a very long time since I started my medication, basically. I thought I flipped from, from mania, or from depression to mania. So I'd been happy and, and, and kind of euphoric and going about doing stuff up until therapy. And she was like, no, Justin, like you're sleeping, like you're not manic, you're actually getting sleep. So no, your baseline might just be happy. And I don't remember if I talked about this in the last episode or not, but forgive me if I'm doing it again. But I'm like, wow, how jacked up is it that like I've been happy for a minute and I feel like that means there's something wrong. Like I've been sad for a hot freaking minute, apparently, that it just seems so foreign. I assumed it was something else that was wrong, but, um... But getting back to psychiatrist appointment yesterday, um, she was asking me if I'd been depressed, and I told her, yeah, I had been a bit, but it seemed like that depression and that sadness were stuff that was normal based on the outside or external stimuli that's been going on in my life. But again, yesterday was the, uh, it would have been my grandfather's 80th birthday. He died very suddenly and very tragically the day before my paramedic school final seven years ago about seven years ago and so I've of course like how would I not be sad and kind of depressed I keep burping a little bit I'm drinking this monster energy mean bean coffee drink and it's making me a little belchy um how could I not be a little bit sad you know so I I told her like I've been depressed over the past couple of days but it was since therapy dug up some stuff and it was since my grandfather you know I was thinking about him and his sudden passing and then, and of course, anything that has to do with death in me, it's never just one person's death. It's always all of them. All the people I've lost on the ambulance or, or all of the, the tragic deaths I've arrived to um, on different scenes. And it's, it always comes flooding at once. And I think that's all the more reason why I have to be very diligent about bringing stuff back up when I have the time to. And it sucks because I don't want to. If I'm feeling good... I don't want to dig up that stuff and feel bad. I want to just keep feeling good. It doesn't happen a whole lot, so I want to hold on to it. But but we have to deal with it because if we don't, then it's all going to come up at a time when you're not equipped to deal with it. And it can have drastically negative impacts on your life, especially if you're like at work or with friends trying to do stuff. Or like in my instance, if you're out out of states, at a wedding, hanging out with people that you know you love making new friends and part of this this difficult growth is recognizing the things that are triggers for your PTSD your anxiety your depression and it sucks having to be like you know what I I really I really shouldn't be drinking much you know it, it sucks when Sunday fun day comes along because Florida Florida is not Sunday fun day for fun we go hard we are brunch crazy here, and I love brunch. I love mimosas. I love bellinis. I love whatever citrus drink you want to put into cheap champagne and serve in buckets. I'm there for it. But I 
shouldn't be as much because if I drink, it's basically opening a portal to let all my demons out. And they need to be combated in a specific way. And I'm learning that about myself, and it sucks, but it's going to save me a lot of trouble. And I guess it's, it's just part of growth. You have to recognize who you are and the way the world influences you. Because like growing isn't just about you influencing the world. It's not so insular. It's also very much about how the world influences you and recognizing the ways that you are happy in the world, the ways that you're sad in the world, the ways that things cause you to react and I think it's very important to recognize those things, especially if there's negative aspects associated with these triggers, so you can avoid them or at least mitigate them whenever possible. Because the idea here, like you don't want to turn into an agoraphobe where you're terrified of going outside all the time because you might have to interact with people or you might get triggered by something. Like we need to be, we need to learn resilience and not be so risk adverse we don't take them, but we also need to take the risks smartly. Or so like if let's say I'm feeling I'm feeling anxious and I want to hang out with a certain person but I don't want to hang out with other people I don't know because I don't think I'm going to be a good fit for that situation or I just don't want to have to explain myself and why I'm you know being quiet at the dinner table or whatever. And I uh, I self sabotaged over the weekend because I had a situation with a friend who invited me to come hang out and I wanted to I wanted to see this friend for a while there are going to be other people there. And I should have recognized this is a friend that's mindful of the different kinds of like vibes in the room and, and she understands everything that I've been through and, and she'd be a very good supportive person to be around and she would definitely bring more supportive people into my world as well. But my anxiety got the best of me and I self-sabotaged. I ended up, I ended up doing that thing I shouldn't do and I drank a bunch Sunday so I couldn't drive and then I'm like, all right, well now I just got to stay home. And I think that it's important to recognize when you do stuff like that because at the end of the day you know did I do anything wrong not really you know I was safe at home it's kind of where I wanted to be what I should have done is communicated how I felt about it though instead of just taking that easy way out I should have been like hey I'm feeling kind of anxious about this I'm not really you know vibing on meeting new people today Um, I'm I'm feeling anxious and, and kind of insular and then to which my friend probably would have replied, oh, no worries, blah, blah, blah. Here's, you know, the people that I was going to introduce. Here's why I want you to meet them. I think it would have been overall better if I had gone. So I'm, I'm kind of regretting that I hadn't done that. Ooh, there's a cardinal outside, a red one. It's super pretty. Uh, I'm just sitting in a parking lot next to a highway. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I'm definitely making another podcaster right now. Um, Speaking of red things, so red flags that I look for when I am not feeling great. It's if I want to, if I just wake up and just want to get high, then I'm probably trying to escape something, not enhance something. If I just feel like drinking because it's something to do, then, well, A, I'm just going to feel more lonely and more isolated after that. So that's just a bad call in general. And then B, it's just not, like, there's probably something I need to cope with. And that's the hard part, is, like, turning off those those inner desires to just kind of fuck off and have some fun when you're starting to feel a certain kind of way and saying, oh, okay, well, there's something lurking here. Let's take a minute, let's unplug from the world, and let's deal with my shit. But I am kind of tired of it. It sucks. I'm not going to stop because the alternative is way worse, but 
man, like I, I'm not this ball of inspiration that's just going through happy and, and, and killing it and crushing it all the time. Like I struggle all the time. Yesterday was hard to get through. Um, and it, and it, and it really just fucking sucks that I, I feel like I, I, there's times I almost wish I didn't get diagnosed with bipolar because I didn't know I had it before and I felt normal and now I feel like a freak walking around all the time. And something else I've noticed too, like I have a ton of friends who have either this mental health diagnosis or other ones that I had no idea. And I'm wondering why we don't talk about it. Like if you broke your leg, everyone knows they sign your cast, but no one's, no one's saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing great getting through all this. I mean, I've got a support network that does say this, but like overall, the general conception is not, Oh, you have this diagnosis. You're doing great with it. You know, we're so sorry this happened. Let's let's you know, support and care. Like no one, no one's signing my brain cast, so to speak. I'll take that back. I've got a lot of friends that are really good, but like in general, like I'm, I don't think, I don't think my story is the common one where I've got an amazing support network and people are willing to listen to me talk about this kind of stuff. Like I don't think a lot of people have that, and I think that's such a shame. And that goes into the community that I really want to build around this podcast. I'm going to be soon uh i want to start like a facebook group like a private group for peer support and talk about stuff and get engaged with the conversations we have here because i don't want this to be me just talking into a phone it's a big reason why most of my podcasts are conversations because i want to i want to create a place for people to share the stories like i said once i talked about my diagnosis publicly people came out of the woodwork saying oh yeah me too i have this or i've been fighting with this or i've diagnosed with this I'm like, why aren't, why aren't these stories being elevated too? And that's what I want to do. I, I want to do that. I want to I get my website built. So I want to get the blog going. A lot of, a lot of stuff in the future. Um, but the right now I'm in a situation where unfortunately I can't focus totally on that. I'm going to work piecemeal when I can. But my goal at the moment is get my own place because I'm staying with family at the moment. Get my own place. I can set up a makeshift studio. I don't know why I just stuttered there. A makeshift like recording studio so I can podcast from my spot and not just do it in the in the car parking lot before work. Um, although it worked out pretty well for Seinfeld driving around in his car. His car is a little nicer than mine, but still. Anyway, um, I guess long story short, I've got an amazing support network and I want others to have access to a network like that as well. So... I will be building a community around this and it's a small but loving one and I think that is absolutely perfect. So I hope that everyone out there is able to do some some introspective growth as painful as it may be but don't do it alone. I mean if you want to do it alone go for it alone however you cope the way you cope but be honest with yourself while you're coping. You know, just because you're going through something and you don't want to be a burden on someone else, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want to help you carry that burden. Like, we're all carrying something, and it's a lot easier to split the load between a few people than to carry it all by yourself. And then some days, you'll have a load that you need help carrying. I gotta stop saying load. That's gonna get cut out weird. Sometimes you'll have a burden you need help carrying, and sometimes you'll help carry someone else's. And it's it's the beauty of it. It's all very symbiotic. Extremely important. 
I'm hiccuping a little bit. This freaking energy drink. This cannot be good for me. It makes my pee green, too, which cannot be great. But then again, asparagus makes it smell funny. So I don't know. Maybe urine content's not the best metric for me to measure my personal health. Anyway. <laughs> so either way, thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening to me ramble before work. And I hope that this, this challenging year provides the opportunity for you to grow in ways you never imagined possible. And I hope that you can see every obstacle that comes in front of you and say the same thing Jocko Willink does. Say good. It's an opportunity to overcome something. It's an opportunity to get stronger. Because it doesn't get easier. We get stronger. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm going to try to do a conversation every Thursday. And then I'm going to try to uh, do like some, some Tuesday Tyndall thoughts, right? Just kind of ramble here and there. It may be on Tuesdays. It might just be whenever. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring it out. It's fine. It's fun. Till then, love you guys. Stay safe. Stay growing. And man, my catchphrases today are just very, very innuendo full. All right. I'm done wording for the day. All right. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.